Shall we turn our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 21 verses 30 and uh, 31. Proverbs 21 verses 30 and uh, 31. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. This morning we've been singing also about how God enables us to fight our battles and this is how we fight our battles. I think it is no coincidence that we are reading the same uh, kind of a passage, the same song on the same lines, the songs that we sang. Um, my wife does not know the message that I'm going to speak and I did not know the songs that she's going to pick. Any worship leader who leads worship um, picks their own songs. Uh, they pray and they're led by the Spirit of God and they pick their songs. But it's so amazing that how it's in the same lines. Amen. That just tells us that the Spirit of God is leading us. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is one and the same. Whoever ministers, amen, hallelujah, he speaks the same thing. And probably this morning, many of us probably are facing different kinds of battles. And that's why the Lord has given us that same word. Amen. I don't know what kind of battle you are facing, but you don't have to fight your battle. <laughs> the Lord fights our battles. Hallelujah. And that is one thing that is for sure that has come again to us this morning. Proverbs 21, 30 and 31 says, There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Anything that comes against the plan of God cannot succeed. Anything that comes against the wisdom of God, anything that comes against what God has designed or desired for us can never succeed. The horse is made ready for the battle, but the victory rests, for the, of, uh, rests with the Lord. The victory comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. It is God who is fighting for us. Yes, we prepare. We take our stand. Yes, the horses are ready. Yes, the battlefield is opened up and the battle lines are drawn. Yes, the armies have gathered up together and the horses have been made ready. And they have been trained and the soldiers and the armor bearers and the uh, arms and everything have been carried and everything is in place. But the battle belongs to the Lord. The victory comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. However big the battle might be, however strong the opponent or the enemy might be, the battle belongs to the Lord. The horse is made ready, but the victory comes from the Lord. Proverbs 21, 30 and 31 talks about that. Nothing can prevail against the Lord. Nothing can succeed against the Lord. No wisdom, no insight, no plan, no scheme, no idea, no strategy, no evil, vile tongue or word or no witchcraft or sorcery or any evil device against the people of God can ever succeed because no one can succeed against the Lord. Hallelujah. He is an almighty, all-powerful God who can never be succeeded. He succeed all, succeeds always. Hallelujah. Say amen this morning. Amen. He alone shall succeed. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible is talking here about how no wisdom, no insight, no plan can succeed against the Lord. We find in the time of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah was going forth to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, because the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down, the gates have been burned, the lives of the people have been in great uh, a trouble and disgrace and they've all been banished to enemy kingdoms and taken captive. At such a time as this, God raises up a man, Nehemiah, who is praying, who is interceding after he hears the bad news about the condition of the lives of the people. And then he feels compelled to go back and with the favor of God upon his life and the gracious hand of God upon him, he heads back to Jerusalem to rebuild this city. 
and while he has gone there and a group of people have accompanied him and with god's hand leading him and the favor of people you know carrying forth into this new project that he's taken up you find that the three people who come to um you know disturb the work and to intimidate nehemiah you find tobiah and many other shemaiah and all of them coming against him if you turn to nehemiah chapter 6 and we read verses 1 to 4 nehemiah chapter 6 and verses 1 to 4 you find the bible says when sanballat tobiah and geshem the arab and the rest of our enemies you see the arabs are always against the people of israel even from that time you know the rest of our enemies heard that i had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it although up to that time i had not set up the doors and the gates Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying come and let's meet together at Hakephirim in the plain of Ono but they intended to do me harm and I sent messengers to them saying I am doing a great work and I cannot come down why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you and they sent to me four times in this way and I answered them in the same manner in the same way Sanballat for the fifth time sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand in it was written it is reported among the nations and geshem also says it that you and the jews intend to rebel and that is why you are rebuilding the wall and according to these reports you wish to become their king verse seven also and you have also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in jerusalem there is a king in judah and now the king will hear of these reports so now come and let's take counsel together In verse 8, then I sent to him saying, no such things as you say have been done for you are inventing them of your own mind. Verse 9, for they all wanted to frighten us thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem and Shemaiah and all of these people have gathered together, schemed together and they have plotted to somehow weaken the work that Nehemiah was doing in some way to intimidate him so that the work will be stopped and so he is sending people you know again and again and sending them with this message asking him to come down to come and speak to him come let's meet together but you know Nehemiah was a man who was led by the Lord Nehemiah was a man who had god leading him in this great project that he had taken up he was not going ahead with his own strength with his own might or power he was not going with even the strength that he received from the king with the letters of recommendation that he received from the king or the materials that was given to him by the king to build this wall while he was getting back to do this he was led by god he was relying completely on the gracious hand of god that was upon him and because of that what you find here is that when these men were trying to intimidate him by drawing him seducing him to come to talk to them he's flatly refusing it because he clearly knew this is a plot this is an evil scheme this is a work of opposition And so this morning we're going to title this morning's message as an unsuccessful opponent. We're going to be talking about unsuccessful opponents. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 21, 30 and 31, there is no wisdom or no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. If nothing evil can succeed against the Lord, we got to be talking about how nothing will succeed. Amen. Hallelujah. And here are what these opponents trying to do. They are trying to be very wise but completely foolish in what they are attempting. And so the first point we're talking about the wisdom of the foolish. Amen. Tell your neighbor the wisdom of the foolish. Hallelujah. Amen. Well they're already foolish. Just imagine what kind of wisdom will come out of the foolish. What will come out of them? foolishness that's the wisdom of the foolish what's the wisdom of the foolish foolishness <laughs> hallelujah 
Amen. And so some of them will try to act very smart and very wise. But they are fundamentally foolish. <laughs> Amen. When they are fundamentally foolish, whatever they do will only be out of that foolishness. And, and ultimately they will be unsuccessful in everything that they do. And so we find here Nehemiah chapter 6. How these men are trying to intimidate. How these men are trying to work against the people of God. How they are against uh, the work that Nehemiah was doing. And they were trying to weaken the work that he was doing. He was trying to intimidate them. And uh, the call, the invitation to come and meet and talk was an act of manipulation. With the intention to manipulate, intimidate and then to dominate. All of these will go hand in hand with the foolish. There will be manipulation, intimidation, and an attempt to dominate, domination. All of these are the wisdom of the foolish. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And that's what you find that opponents of Nehemiah were doing. And uh, why did they do this? Because they perceived, there was a perceived insecurity. You know, Nehemiah did not go and threaten um, Tobiah and, uh, you know, Shemaiah and uh, Geshem and all of these guys. Nehemiah didn't talk to them. But just the fact that they were going ahead with the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem just made them very insecure. And very often you will find opposition coming to you just because people around you are insecure with the growth that you're having. Just because God is blessing you. Just because the gracious hand of God is upon you. Just because the favor of man is upon your life. And just because you are progressing and you are moving forward. You are taking quick steps in your life. Things are happening very quickly in your life. And just because of that. There will be a perceived insecurity in the lives of people around you. It may happen in your workplace. It may happen even you know, in your neighborhood. When, when you start building another floor. <laughs> When you start expanding your house, you start, you know, putting up another room. When you start renovating your house, when you start whitewashing it. <laughs> when you got a new car. <laughs> when you got a promotion at office. When you got more increment, more bonuses coming your way. When you got an appreciation from your bosses. <laughs> when somebody recognized you for the work that you did. When credit was given to you. You know, when you got a new house or when you got something, you know, going in your life, when you turned away from bad, evil ways and when you became a righteous person, when you came into Christ and you started following the principles of the word of God and you started moving forward, you know, in living a good life and building a good home and doing some good works, people will start getting insecure. This is what is called, what I call as perceived insecurity. It's simply a perception. There is no real threat to the security and the well-being of Tobiah, Shemaiah and Geshem and all of these guys. Nehemiah is not threatening them. But you know, just the fact that these people are progressing, just the fact that they are getting established, that they are putting their, you know, foundations well and they're building themselves up and they are planning on moving back into the city of Jerusalem, that Jerusalem is going to get rebuilt. That brings a certain amount of opposition. That uh, brings about a certain amount of perceived insecurity. They feel oh, something's happening. It makes them feel weak. It makes them feel small. It makes them feel like they're losing ground. It makes them feel like they're losing control. And anytime when people feel like they're losing control over your life, they will feel insecure. And out of insecurity, they will oppose what you do and who you are. They will cast all kinds of things that will intimidate you. They will cast upon you all kinds of things that will try to manipulate you and hold you back from what God has called you to do and the way God wants you to go. And they will want to somehow dominate so that by doing that, they can withhold, they can be in control, they can have the upper hand, they can have their say. It's ultimately, it's a battle of control. It's a battle of power. It's a battle of security, identity. And somebody else suddenly comes into the scene and has, you know, earned a certain good identity. And everybody has started identifying, you know, them and started rallying around what they're doing and around them. And so that causes disturbance around you. And anytime you see this kind of an opposition and when God is making you to be successful, when God is causing you to progress, when God is blessing you and God's hand, gracious hand is upon you and you're finding favor with men. 
and things are beginning to happen in your life you will begin to see opposition and when you see opposition remember this that is this is an unsuccessful opposition amen hallelujah this is an unsuccessful opposition because this is coming out of the wisdom of the foolish amen hallelujah this is simply coming out of the wisdom of the foolish in trying to intimidate and manipulate and dominate this is complete unwise foolishness because they will never be able to fight against the lord who is causing you to be successful to be blessed hallelujah amen praise god and so as they were trying to do this they were you know they were seeing that they could not stop the work and nehemiah had some amazing things that held him strong in this situation when you are facing such opposition you remember there are certain things that we have to continue to do and we find some things that nehemiah did which will be helpful for us to practice in our lives firstly we find nehemiah praying here nehemiah's prayer in verse 8 and 9 and 14 let's go back to nehemiah chapter 6 and read verse number 8 then i sent to him saying no such things as you say have been done for you are inventing them of your own mind for they are all trying to frighten us thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done but now oh god strengthen my hands they were trying to weaken but we pray lord strengthen our hands amen we don't fear the opposition we don't fear the opponents we don't fear those who want to manipulate us we don't fear those who don't you know who try to intimidate us we don't fear those who try to dominate us but we start praying and saying lord strengthen us that we will not give in to fear and also in verse number 14 you find remember tobi and salmalat oh my god according to these commands sorry these things that they did and also the prophetess noadaya and the rest of the prophets who wanted to make me afraid he's praying remember tobi and salmalat he's praying you know oh my god according to these things that they did and also they even hired a prophetess to prophesy against Nehemiah <laughs> they put words in the mouth of the prophets and tell the prophets to prophesy what you know they want them to say against Nehemiah because they were trying to make him afraid but you find that you know Nehemiah was strong because he was a man of prayer he prayed at the beginning even before he came to Jerusalem while he heard the bad news about the condition of the people in Jerusalem he prayed when he stood before the king he prayed in his heart when he came here and he's facing opposition he prays he was a man of prayer when you are a prayerful person you will also have the courage to face opposition you also find right here nehemiah's courage that came out of his walk with god you can find true spiritual strength inner strength only in the presence of god when you are a person of prayer you will be strengthened in the inner man things may not change on the outside but you will be strong enough to face the opposition to face the battles of life hallelujah what prayer does is does not automatically magically change things you know overnight sometimes miracles happen sometimes situations don't change immediately but you begin to change you become strong you become capable of handling these situations you don't break down but you remain strong and fight the battle the second thing that happened because of nehemiah's prayer was his courage in verse 3 and 8 and 11 you find that let's read one by one verse 3 in nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 3 look at the courage with which he answered them and i sent messengers to them saying i am doing a great work and i cannot come down why should the work stop while i leave it and come down to you he was strong he gave a courageous response you never buckle under pressure you always stand stronger under pressure but where can the strength come from where will the strength come from how can you be strong it's only when you pray amen hallelujah and when he was praying you know he was strong and he was able to give a fitting reply to them a reply that said you know i'm not going to buckle under this pressure he they kept sending messenger after messenger messenger after messenger sometimes when we are facing opposition one after the other again and again from the same situation is you know coming against us sometimes we begin to think twice maybe i need to go and talk it out maybe i need to settle this matter maybe i need to somehow compromise maybe i need to withdraw maybe i need to slow down maybe just you know i think it would be wise to just 
stop the work for a while so that they all quieten down and then they let's start again oh that sounds like wisdom right but nehemiah said no we're not going to stop the work <laughs> hallelujah never given to anything or anybody who comes against you when god has called you to do something amen Hallelujah. Keep going ahead. Keep moving forward. You know, take the steps that you need to be taking. You know, do the things that God has entrusted to you. Be faithful in what has God entrusted to you and you will see God's hand and grace upon your life. Be strong and courageous. Hallelujah. And this is how Nehemiah was. He was courageous. He sent back a reply saying, "I'm not going to stop the work. Why should I leave and come down? I am not going to waste time trying to meet you. Who are you that I should come and meet you?" Amen. This is a hand of God that is leading him and when God is leading you you don't have to buckle under pressure. Hallelujah. You rise up with strength as you pray. And and not only he was strong and courageous, but he also discerned their intention, the intention of people's hearts. He had a gift of the word of knowledge and by which he knew he you know what was in their hearts and in their minds. In verses 12 and 13 of the same chapter, let's read it. was 12 and i understood that and saw that god had not sent him oh now he goes into the house of this man called shemaiah in verse 10 and this man was confined to his house and he said let's meet together in the house of god within the temple you know why they wanted to meet within the temple and he also says they are coming to kill you by night let us close the doors of the temple for they are coming to kill you Oh he thought that you know if he gives a very positive message as if he's coming in support of Nehemiah that Nehemiah will immediately yield and say oh how nice that somebody has come to just help me and protect me in the midst of all of this opposition you see he never got deceived the one way you can keep yourself from being deceived is by having a spirit of discernment amen ask god that god will give you a gift of discernment that he will give you a word of knowledge about things that are going on in people's hearts and minds with what intention they come to you they may come to you like asking you for help they may come to you like doing some good to you but sometimes there might be a hidden agenda there might be a you know intention behind it there might be something that they may be plotting and planning and they might have you know uh, uh, schemed with somebody else and this is probably a strategy to trap us And so it's important that we recognize and discern the hearts and the intentions of the hearts of men. And so here in verse 12 and I understood. But you know what in verse 11 Nehemiah said, "Should such a man as I run away? And what man as such as I could go into the temple and live? I will not go in." Oh, you see, they thought that if he they, if they call him to come down, he's not going to come down to meet them. So they plotted another way. He is a man of prayer. He's a man who goes to the temple. He's a man who's repairing the temple. And temple is something that he's passionate about. He's a prayerful man. He's a godly man. And so let's draw him into the temple and capture him there by closing the doors and telling him we are coming for your protection and people are coming to attack you and so we're going to keep you safe in the temple. But what would they have done? while he is there alone and the doors of the temple have been locked, they would have come in into the temple at night and actually they would have killed him. but you know what looked like what they they did they say they said what would appeal to nehemiah don't get deceived by what people say about what will what appeals to you just because they are speaking your language don't think that they are for you they may be against you are you here with me this morning hallelujah battles of life come in different ways and we got to be careful to discern the hearts and the intentions of people You know sometimes when you look for somebody who uh, to uh, to marry and uh, you you ask them uh, you tell them you know we are very god fearing people you know we um, we you know we look for we are looking for somebody very simple and not very uh, uh, glamorous and very wealthy and we're not looking for money and property and all of that they will immediately say oh you know this person is very simple very humble you know very simple very ordinary person and then you say you know we looking for somebody who is you know well educated and well uh, qualified and this and that and we were looking for somebody who is filled with the holy spirit and who is a baptized believer or they would say oh yes this is they also baptized they are also spirit filled they also that whatever you say as your expectation they will repeat that 
and even if they are not baptized and you say no 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 we are not looking for somebody who is not baptized and who is not a believer we are looking for somebody who is baptized who is really walking with god and they will say oh we are ready for baptism you know we've been waiting to be baptized and even if you tell them to be take baptism seven times they will do that whatever you say they will do that they will say that don't get deceived by such people people will come with all kinds of flowery languages or with all kinds of words that you know it will be like honey dripping from their lips don't get deceived nehemiah was a man of prayer a man of courage a man who had a discerning heart hallelujah how do you deal with opponents who come against you you need to discern the foolishness the the wisdom of the foolish hallelujah amen hallelujah they would come with the spirit of intimidation they would come with the spirit of manipulation they would come with the spirit of domination any time anybody does not give you a freedom of choice does not give you the liberty and your space and they're trying to control and uh, trying to manipulate and trying to you know you know twist and turn and this and that and you know you know that that cunningness and the subtleness is there you need to discern that they are in opposition to what god wants you to be, do and who god wants you to be amen hallelujah it may come in your workplace it may come in your neighborhood it may come you know among your relatives it may come among your friends it may come through different situations of life it may come you know in your business it may come in many many ways in many means by many means but remember this that they will never succeed against the lord hallelujah they will ultimately remain as unsuccessful opponents but it's important that we are a person of prayer we are people of prayer it's important that we take courage and be strong in what god wants us to do and continue to be doing what god is leading us to do and quickly i want us to understand that we need to have that discernment of the spirit hallelujah that's why you need the anointing of the holy spirit that's why you need the infilling of the holy spirit when the spirit of god is in you and the spirit of discernment will begin to operate and you will begin to discern the hearts of people the intentions of people that even though they may speak for you they may be against you hallelujah he had a word of knowledge he had a word of knowledge he had a revelation of what was going on in people's hearts and minds in verse 13 also let's read in verse number 13 for this purpose he was hired that i should be afraid and act in this way and sin so that they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me this is the agenda of tobiah sanballat and geshem and shemaiah and all of these guys their agenda for this purpose they were they hired he was hired that i should be afraid and act in this way that to give in to fear and as a result of that they would spread a bad name and they would taunt him and so that the work will be stopped this is the foolish the wisdom of the foolishness of the foolish but you know with nehemiah you know what happened he was victorious in the completion of the project hallelujah because he prayed because he was courageous because he had a discerning heart and because of that he was victorious in completing the project he did not fail he did not given to fear he did not turn away and run away he did not given to opposition he resisted the opposition strongly hallelujah amen hallelujah whatever be the opposition anybody speaks a wild word anybody puts a trap against you anybody wants to intimidate you anybody wants to control you anybody wants to manipulate you anybody wants to dominate over you anybody is curtailing your freedom and cutting off your wings and and stopping you from doing what god wants you to do be strong pray be strong and courageous continue to do the work that god is leading you to do and you will have the discernment of the spirit to know the intentions of the heart god will expose the heart to you nobody will know but you will know <laughs> hallelujah they will think that you don't know but you will know <laughs> amen hallelujah god gave them a victorious success in completion of the project the nations were terrified you find that in verse 16 Look at verse number 16 of Nehemiah chapter 6. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were terrified and fell greatly in their own esteem. All the nations were terrified. Let me read another version. 
In verse 16, when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence. Hallelujah. When you stand strong, when God is fighting your battles, when you are able to recognize the wisdom of the foolish, when you are able to recognize their intimidation, manipulation and their domination, when you are able to pray, when you are able to stand strong, when you are able to have the discernment and the word of knowledge about what's going on in their hearts, you know what will happen? In verse 16 it says, when the enemies you know, heard about the completion, you will be successful. God will enable you to go ahead and do what he wants you to do. All the enemies heard about this. The surrounding nations were afraid and they all lost their self-confidence. Because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. He fought their battle. Hallelujah. He fought Nehemiah's battle. This God of Nehemiah is your God. This God of Nehemiah is our God. Hallelujah. This God who was in the time of Nehemiah is the same yesterday, today and forever. And this same God will fight your battle also. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid about this opposition. Do not be afraid about the opponents who are rising against you. Do not be afraid about the resistance. Do not be afraid about the comments. Do not be afraid of the messengers who are coming. Do not be afraid of the notices that are coming. The letters that have been written. The lawyer notices that have come. Do not be afraid of them. Hallelujah. Because God is a God who fights our battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will reveal to you what he is doing. God will reveal to you the intentions of the hearts of people. He will help you. The nations began to recognize that God was helping them. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometime back my brother had a challenge after he had finished a project. There was somebody who, you know, purposely after everything was done and the papers were signed and handed over and everything was finished. After two months later, you know, as an afterthought, somebody wanted to, you know, uh, purposely work against him and to extract some money. Uh, it, it was a case of extortion. They were trying to intimidate him and, and uh, you know, threaten him and, uh, you know, extort money. They were demanding about our 40 lakhs and we prayed together and we stood strong. And, uh, you know, although it, yes, it was a notice and there was a response that it needed to be given within a certain number of days. And so a fitting response was given. But we prayed. And one night in a dream, I heard this word, a word called inconsequential. It was probably a month or so after, you know, this uh, threat came. And as we were continually praying, although it was disturbing for a while, we kept praying and believing that God will fight this battle. You know, and this word inconsequential came. As I was asleep and one night, deep sleep, suddenly there's a flash of this word in my mind. You know, in the dream, I, I did not see anything. Normally in a dream you see stuff, you know. It's like a videography, a video, watching a video. But, but I didn't see anything, but it was just a word pop in the dream. And I've never used that word. I've used the word consequence several times. You know, consequence to sin and things like that. But I never used the word, never knew, uh, never used that word inconsequential anywhere. I never heard of it also. But this is the word that popped in me. And, and I came and shared and I said, you know, and the moment that word came in that dream itself, I felt that this was exactly for this situation and this threat is going to be inconsequential. This lawyer's notice is inconsequential. And we just believed that. And, uh, you know, and after that reply was sent, it's over a year now, and there's never been another reply for that. Hallelujah. It truly became inconsequential. God fights our battles. We never had any verbal conversation with those people. But God made their threat and the extortion plot to become inconsequential. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God truly fights battles like he did for Nehemiah even today. Amen. Hallelujah. You can have a threat. You can have an opposition. You can have an opponent. Whatever it might be. It might be sickness. Whatever it might be. Whatever be the battle. Hallelujah. God is able to fight our battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be worried and afraid about the comments of people and the thoughts and the imaginations of their hearts. You know, in, we, in, a, in our culture as Indians, you know, we are very much concerned about what others will think. Pastor Harry, the greatest problem in India is what four others will think. If you can solve that problem, you solve the problem of India. 
what four others will think about anything about us that is the biggest fear that is the one thing that controls and determines all our decisions we want a thin tall fair girl as a bride because what four others will think and the moment my mom called her aunt and told her that you know a marriage has been fixed for me the first question that she asked is the girl fair and that aunt you know is like as black as a crow and what right does she have to find out what kind of skin color that this girl has and so if you were concerned about what they will say i would have had to find another bride but this is what can be for our own undoing what four others will say four times men were sent he was not bothered about what the four others said and what they thought and what they intended he prayed he was courageous he had the discerning in the spirit hallelujah he had a word of knowledge he knew what was the intention of the hearts and he found this wisdom of the foolish is bound to fail hallelujah hallelujah your god will fight your battles don't go by what for others will say they are not going to feed you when you are in trouble they are not going to stay with you when you are when you are in your deathbed but they will have a big mouth and as long as there are two big ears to hear their mouth will always be active amen hallelujah amen you will find unsuccessful opponents leaving you hallelujah amen praise the lord hallelujah and that's what happened in verse 16 when all our enemies heard this all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self confidence because they realized that this work that this work had been done with the help of our god god made you know nehemiah to be successful victoriously he completed the project the nations around were terrified they lost their self confidence they realized that the presence and the power of god was active in their lives in the life of nehemiah hallelujah people recognize the presence of god and the power of god at work in your life amen hallelujah read with me in job chapter 5 and verses 12 to 16 job 5 would one of us read job 5 12 to 16 Hallelujah. The Bible says that he thwarts the plans of the crafty so that their hands achieve no success. It may seem to be like they are very smart. It may seem to be like they are very wise. It may seem to be like they are very well connected. It may seem to be like they have a great network. It may seem to be like, you know, they can make things happen. It may seem to be like they are stronger than you. It may seem to be like you you are weaker and like a grasshopper and they look like a giant in your eyes. But whatever they may do, it will not succeed. Hallelujah. He catches the wise in their craftiness. God can catch the wise in their craftiness and the schemes of the wily are swept away. Darkness comes upon them in the daytime at noon they grope as in the night. even while everything is bright and clear they will still be groping about like in darkness he saves the needy from the sword in their mouth he saves them from the clutches of the powerful so that the poor have hope and injustice shuts its mouth hallelujah hallelujah god will fight our battles and cause injustice to shut its mouth hallelujah hallelujah you may not be able to say shut up <laughs> but god will shut their mouth <laughs> hallelujah when god shuts their mouth they cannot open god is specialized in shutting even the mouths of lions hallelujah and he can open mouths of donkeys <laughs> hallelujah he can go either ways <laughs> nothing stops him any time <laughs> hallelujah amen whatever he has to do to fight your battle he will do it for you amen hallelujah 
Praise the Lord. Verse, uh, Psalm 18 and verse 25 and 26. Psalm 18. Let's read verse 25 and 26. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem tortuous. Hallelujah. To the crooked, he is also crooked. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will, he, will, he will make the crooked to fall, to fail. Hallelujah. That's who our God is. He is a God who fights our battles. Remember, you will always face unsuccessful opponents. You will face opponents, but you will face unsuccessful opponents only. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are with God, when you are a child of God, you will only face unsuccessful opposition. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Quickly, number two. Coming back to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 30 and 31. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Our text for this morning, Proverbs 21, 30 and 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Firstly, we talked about the wisdom of the foolish. How God does not allow anyone to succeed. The wisdom of the foolish will not succeed. And secondly, we're talking, going to be talking about misjudgment of the crafty. God will not allow the crafty, those who have seem to think that they have insight, those who seem to think that they have wisdom, those who seem to think that they can plan and plot, he will not allow them to succeed. This is a misjudgment of the crafty. In 2 Samuel chapter um, 16, in 2 Samuel chapter 16, you find um, Absalom rebelling against David. Second Samuel chapter 16. Or rather chapter 15. Let's read the first six verses to get the story a little bit. Second Samuel chapter 15 verse 1 and 2, 6. In, in, the course, yeah. in the course of time, Absalom provided himself with a chariot and horses and with 50 men to run ahead of him. He would get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom would call out to him, What town are you from? He would answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom would add, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or case could come to me and I would see that he gets justice. Also, when, whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him and kiss him. Absalom behaved in this way toward all the Israelites who came to the king asking for justice. And so he stole the hearts of the men of Israel. So what did Absalom do? He was a typical prodigal son. This is another prodigal son story like you find in the book of Luke where he wanted to grab the position of his father. He wanted to become king. That's it. And because he wanted to become king, what did he do? He provided himself a chariot and horses and 50 men to run ahead of him. He would get up early every day, stand at the city gate, and anyone came with a complaint wanting to go and meet the king for a decision, he would call them and ask, where are you coming from? Oh, there's no other person in, the, in Israel to deal with your case. Here I am. I'm here to help you. Sounds like a good offer, isn't it? Very crafty. Then Absalom would say to him, look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no representative to hear the king. Hear, uh, representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom would add, if only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or case would come to me and I would see that they receive judgment, justice. And whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, what Absalom would do? He would, he, basically what he did, he, did, he stopped them from getting justice. If they had gone to the king, they would have found justice. He did not have the authority or the power to deliver justice. He was not appointed by the king. He just said that there's no representative with the king. And here I am. If only I was appointed, you would get justice quickly. And, though, and so immediately they will fall to the ground and bow down before him. The moment they bow down to, before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him 
and kiss him. Immediately the hearts of the people would melt. What a nice man. King's son speaking for us, saying nobody is there. He's giving us an answer right at the city gate itself. And he says he could be a person who could help. How I've been able to meet the king's son. And, I have, and after all of meeting, and when I bowed down to him, he didn't even let him touch his feet. And normally in those days, you know, they would fall and, 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 and bow down before the uh, king. And so this is a royal family. And so he is supposed to bow down. If not, his head could be cut off. And so when he bowed down, immediately he would lift him up and grab him and give him a kiss. This is Judas's kiss. This is that kind of a kiss. This is not a kiss of love. <laughs> this was a kiss of betrayal of his own father, of his own king. And so what he did, you know, Absalom behaved in this way in verse 6 toward all of the Israelites who came to the king asking for justice. And so he stole the hearts of the people of Israel. He was very crafty. He thought he was very wise. He was being very nice to people. And, and, and showing himself to be someone who is exceptionally good. And showing himself to be someone who is, you know, there for them. And nobody there for them in the king's palace. You know, he gave a nice picture, portrayed a different picture. He created an image for himself. He created a group of people who would follow him also. And who would run again ahead of him with horses and chariots. He, he was setting up things for him to take over. He was setting up things in a very crafty way. But you know what happened? In chapter 16, uh, sorry, chapter 15, verse 31. Verse 31. Now David had been told, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. So David prayed, Lord, turn Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. Ahithophel was a counselor for David. Ahithophel was a very trusted man for David. Ahithophel's advice in those days were taken like the advice of God himself. When he spoke, it was taken to be like the word of God itself. That's the kind of respect, that's the kind of value that this man had. But you know what? He had conspired with Absalom, David's son, to turn against David. He was seeing how he can also find some way for quick power. And so he joined along with Absalom. And when it was told that to David... That Absalom is among the conspirators, uh, uh, sorry, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. David prayed. You see, again, like Nehemiah, David also a man of prayer. Hallelujah. You can never fight your battles with your own strength. You need prayer. Amen. There's no substitute for prayer. There's no alternative for prayer. You can't give more money for ministry and not pray. <laughs> and that's not going to work things for us. You can't do more for God, no ministry and without praying. That's not going to fight our battles. You can't do more service for the, for the poor and more charity for the needy and that cannot replace prayer. There's no substitute for prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get this clear and right. There is no substitute. If you want to win your battles, you've got to pray. If you want to see God act, if you want a God move powerfully, if you want a God, if you want to see God do his mighty things and demonstrate his power, if you want to see a victory in your life, if you want to be successful, if you want to see God's grace and favor upon your life, if you want to see God fighting your battles, you got to pray. Amen. That's why we have times of prayer. Twice a month, second Saturday, 10 a.m., fourth Friday, 8.30 p.m. Why do we pray? Why do we call for prayer? So that God will enable us to fight the battles. God will enable us to be ready for the battle. So that God will give us the victory in the battles. Hallelujah. If you are facing a battle in your life. Maybe it's in your own home. Maybe it's your own family member. Who stands in contradiction to you. In opposition to you. If you are fighting a battle even in your own house. You can only win that battle. Not by argument. Not by fights and quarrels. Not by speaking louder than them. Amen. You know, Christians don't fight. You know that, right? We don't fight. We only speak loudly. 
we cannot fight our battles that way we can fight the battle on our knees <laughs> hallelujah the victory that you find on your knees is something that will never can can never be replaced by any other way or strategy or method for warfare hallelujah the greatest strategy of battle is on your knees amen going on your knees is the greatest strategy for for battles to be won and so immediately david turned to god and he says david prayed lord turn ahithophel's counsel into foolishness hallelujah hallelujah how many of us pray for such kind of things lord turn the counsel into foolishness <laughs> turn the wisdom of the foolish to become foolish <laughs> hallelujah turn the craftiness of the crafty to be a misjudgment and that's what happened you all know the story cutting the long story short david was afraid and ran away from the town along with his supporters and he was outside the city of jerusalem and he was fearing for his life but you know what happened absalom was riding on his donkey Absalom who plotted against David Absalom who conspired Absalom who was crafty Absalom who stole the hearts of the people Absalom he thought that he could win over David Absalom who thought that he could grab the power and the kingdom and the kingship Absalom was riding on a donkey and his head got stuck in the in an oak tree in a branch and he was hanging and Joab and his men David's supporters you know David's commander in chief found him and with spears they went and pierced him and killed him because he was conspiring against David they took his life and Absalom lost his life in a horrible way and they threw his body and they cast stones over his body and created a pile over it and uh, you know he was finished forever the counsel that Ahithophel was giving was was said to be of very you know of, of high reputation of high honor was held you know as the word of god itself but you know how ahithophel died when he knew that his counsel was not taken he went and hung himself in his house both the men absalom and ahithophel had a horrible end because they were crafty hallelujah crafty men will die horribly amen crafty men will not have peaceful end crafty people will not have a peaceful end at all crafty people will have horrible lives and horrible suffering when craftiness is mixed with power position and an elevated status the result is that their own self ignorance is underlined they did not know that god was fighting this battle they did not know that they were not fighting the battle against david they were fighting the battle against god hallelujah some people will never know that they are not fighting the battle against you but they're fighting the battle against god they will not know that that will be hidden from their eyes they will misjudge you amen let them misjudge amen hallelujah you don't be crying about how they misjudged you how they thought wrongly about you if they misjudge you it's good for them it's good for you it's bad for them <laughs> amen now in those days you know they were conspiring they were crafty they were plotting and planning and ultimately both these men had a miserable end absalom's head was stuck in the tree and he was killed you know and died a horrible death ahithophel hung himself because his counsel was not taken when people have an elevated status and because of their power and position and because they have the authority and because they think that because they have authority and power and they have an elevated status they can do whatever they want they can say whatever they want to say they can plot and plan and scheme whatever they want to do and nobody will know they're misjudging with a crafty mind and that will only result in a brilliant self deception it will simply be a brilliant self deception they themselves will be deceiving themselves thinking that they are deceiving others thinking thinking they are crafty with others thinking that nobody will know what their thoughts and plans are nobody they thinking that they are smart thinking that they are very wise thinking they are very you know great in doing what they're doing you know what will happen they will misjudge things 
and god will fight their battles and they will not know that god is fighting for you they will not know that they are fighting against god they will not know that they are you know having an unsuccessful battle it might seem to look like they are winning for a while it might seem to look like they are saying you know what they are saying it might look like you know everybody seem to be agreeing with what they are doing it might look like everything you know is going well with them it might look like you are having setbacks it might look like you are moving you know in into a place where you know you cannot find what you have to be doing you you have no grip over things you are losing it might look like you are not in control it might look like the crafty people have taken taken over whenever crafty people take over they have gone into simply misjudgment amen because the universal laws of god will never change amen hallelujah god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble hallelujah god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble when they go in their pride when they go in their power when they go because of their position when they go because of their craftiness they will always have a terrible end they will go into self deception they will find themselves in brilliant be caught in self deception and still they will not know that they have been deceived when the conscience is without the fear of god or consequences if there is no fear of consequences when power and status gets into a person's head then craftiness meets self deception in their life it all results in exposition or expo in exposing their own ignorance unthoughtful decisions and misjudgments misjudgments that's the final destiny of the crafty they will never prosper they will never have sound judgment they will never have right thinking and the un- and the clarity of reality to have a clarity of reality is a wisdom that you need from god amen the clarity about the reality to make the right judgment about things to take the right decisions you need the grace of god crafty people will not have that grace are you with me you talking what you hearing what i'm talking about amen crafty people will not have that grace to have a clarity about the reality crafty people will not have right thinking crafty people will have their own downfall by their own decisions it will be led by arrogance and pride it will lead to their own fall it will open their doors for defeat and failure their plans will never prosper God has always dealt with the crafty. He never has let them have their way to be successful. He has never let them to become successful. He has never left the crafty, crafty to become successful. Haman was hung in the gallows he prepared for Mordecai. Remember? The time of Esther, Haman was hung in the gallows that he prepared for his enemy Mordecai, but Mordecai was a man of God. Israel was blessed instead of being cursed by Balaam. Balak hired him to curse Israel, but Israel was blessed instead of being cursed. It was a crafty idea to curse. But Israel was blessed. Dogs licked the blood of Ahab and Jezebel for being crafty of taking over Naboth's vineyard. they took over naboth's vineyard by killing him the dogs licked the blood of ahab and jezebel god has always dealt with the crafty they will fall in their own misjudgment no one and nothing will succeed against the lord amen no wisdom no insight no plan that goes against the lord will ever succeed the battle belongs to the lord victory rests with the lord hallelujah victory rests with the lord go to the god of victory you will find your victory hallelujah go to the god who fights the battles he will fight it for us you will find the victory hallelujah you will never never fail 
you will never fall. Amen. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Can we sing that song? This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we just stand together and sing? Hallelujah. Just lift your voice and just start praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Sing it. This is how I fight my battles. 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 It look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I fight my It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. By you. It look like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Oh yes, Lord. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Our God is a God of victory. Hallelujah. Our God is a God who leads us to triumphal victory. Hallelujah. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. He will fight your battles. There's no battle that can rage against God. Hallelujah. No wisdom. 
no plan no scheme no device oh nothing can prevail no witchcraft no sorcery no sickness no disease hallelujah no power in hell hallelujah no power on the earth can ever prevail hallelujah jesus hallelujah no power principality authority ruler hallelujah nobody in position of authority hallelujah no evil plan no evil scheme no vile tongue will ever be able to stand but the bible says no weapon formed against you shall prosper no tongue that is raised against you shall stand hallelujah no weapon no weapon oh no authority oh hallelujah sharara bangarana Oh yes Lord Oh yes Lord we are surrounded by you Lord Jesus we are surrounded by you Jesus Yes Lord Amen we're surrounded by the angels surrounded by heavenly hosts surrounded by the power of god surrounded by the presence of god oh yes lord hallelujah hallelujah our God will fight our battles. Hallelujah. Son of God was manifest to destroy the devil's work, the Bible says. Hallelujah. He catches, catches the wise in their craftiness. And they will not succeed. Hallelujah. Nothing can succeed against the Lord. Hallelujah. The plans that God has for your life will never fail. The purposes of God for your life will never fail. God's promises of, of God upon your life will never fail. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. With the Lord rest victory. Hallelujah. Victory in Jesus name this morning. Let's shout it out. Victory in Jesus name. Victory in Jesus name. Victory in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Father we are grateful to you for your word to us this morning. Lord, we are thankful to you for speaking to us, Lord, for igniting our hearts with your word. We pray that this word in our hearts will be like fire in our bones. Lord, we pray that we will continue to speak your word, that we will live by your word, that we will believe your word, that we will confess your word, and we will walk according to your word, O oh Father. Fight our battles, O oh Father. We hand over our battles to you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We hand over our battles to you, Lord. Jesus, we don't want to fight them anymore. Hallelujah. The horse is made ready for the battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your promises are A and Amen in Christ Jesus. We want to be careful to give you alone all the glory, honor, and praise. Send us with your heavenly blessings. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.